Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from Pitchos.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 16th, and yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Ryan Nelson is my lead today. Six innings pitch, one earned run, five hits, zero walks in four Ks. As we're, I don't know, I think we should be kind of paying attention to this guy. Uh, he does get the Padres next, and they already tagged number three runs earlier this year. And I feel like he needs to do a little bit more with his breaking balls to become a must-add. But he just did this against the Marlins, had some success, and I feel like he should be on our radar moving forward. The four-seamer is really nice with Ryan Nelson. That's really the foundation for him. It's just about the slider and curve really coming into form. We saw it last year, so I'm not going to rule that out. He's someone you really should be focusing on moving forward. Uh, Hunter Brown against the Rangers, seven innings, zero in runs, five hits, one walk, five Ks. He's looking really good, guys. Fastballs are only at a 30% rate now. I love this. He's only about 70%. Um, Secondaries are like 60% um, breaking balls with sliders and curves. He needs to improve the slider location, I think, a little bit. He really just uses them only to get strikes and like in the zone, but there, a lot of them are middle-middle. And there's another layer of improvement here that he can add on when he really commands those things down. But Hunter Brown is really exciting to me right now. Much better than he was in the beginning of the year. And I feel like this is this is good, right? This is this could be really, really good with Hunter Brown in a different way than we anticipated that he would be, which is also really, really fun. Uh, Graham Ashcraft went against the Phillies, six innings, zero runs, four hits, four walks, and four Ks. And uh, you know what Graham Ashcraft does? He leaves a rating and review. Thank you all so much for doing that on iTunes. Uh, you can do that on the Plus Pitch Podcast or on the major fantasy baseball uh, pitcher list feed. But anyway, Graham Ashcraft, four walks, makes him a bit of a cherry bomb to me. I'm glad that he's succeeding here. Um, eight base runners in six innings isn't ideal. I feel like if he gets a slider down constantly and really has his command working, but the problem is that I feel like Ashcraft just doesn't ever have that. We didn't really see it last year. His stuff is better this year, so he's getting away with it more. But it's still not quite the Ashcraft I want. I'm glad that he got through the... Atlanta in Philadelphia gauntlet, and now he gets the Pirates. That's good. I feel like for the long haul, though, Ashcraft is destined to have a whip comfortably over one, if not comfortably over 110. So we're hoping for like a 115, 120 whip, I think, at the end of the day for Ashcraft, and hoping it's a K per inning. This was 4Ks in six innings. So it might kind of be, and I can't even say it's Rasmussen because Rasmussen still had better walk rates and everything. Yeah. Ashcraft is this weird animal right now. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Dodgers did much better than we expected. Five innings, zero earned runs, two hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. So you would think this meant that the slider and curve were really coming together. No, not really. Only one strikeout actually came on the breaking ball. Some of these cutters in the middle of the zone, it's called strikes and sinkers in the zone. I feel like it was... Weird and not really something that we think is sustainable for Tyone. So I actually in the Legacy League still dropped Tyone, believe it or not. And I, I made a uh, spec ad uh, for Mason Miller. I really think the Athletics is going to call Mason Miller in the next two weeks, and that is a game changer 
in your fantasy leagues. I'm not kidding. Mason Miller looks like the number one pitching prospect right now. You could say some things about Tanner Bibby. You could say things about Ricky Tiedemann, Tiedemann, but boy, does he look good. Um, and I dropped Jameson Tyone for it because he gets the Dodgers next, and I'm not seeing enough out of him to start him against the Dodgers and Padres, even though he just took down the Dodgers. I wish it wasn't the case, but that is what I'm doing in my 12-teamer. Domingo Herman against the Twins, 6.1 innings, 1 and run, 3 hits, 0 walks, 11 strikeouts. If you didn't hear about this, um, yeah, he got a golden goal, 18 whiffs, 42% CSW. Awesome. What happened was Domingo Herman was looking really good with this curveball, and essentially Rocco Badelli was like, okay, cool, you guys talk to him. You know, maybe his his hands are too sticky or something. They said, you have too much rosin on your hands. He needs to go wash his hands. And so I guess he, he didn't do enough when he came back out the next inning. They made him wash his hands, and his spin was down. So everyone's saying, okay, cool, clearly like he had sticky stuff. Well, there was nothing illegal because it was rosin. So, I mean, I'm not really going to go much more into this, but I... I'm going to say, I think washing your hands makes it worse as a pitcher. You don't want to wash your hands. <laughs> it makes your hands smoother, and you don't want to have that anyway. So like just a neutral state is better than washing your hands. And second of all, it's rosin, and you should be able to use rosin. So I'm not going to say that Domingo Herman's going to be way worse next time because of this. Um, I think Baldelli does have a thing of like, you guys... We're trying to, you know, you, you enforce something and he got away with it, kind of. I don't know. I get his point. Um, it's all very weird. Anyway, he looked really good with his curveball. His fastball was much better, over 40% CSW. The changeup is fine. Good stuff here from Herman. It's what we want to see from him. This is an outlier, just like the previous start was an outlier. So I don't really know what to expect moving forward. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't really know if I really want to hold on to it too much, but it's not so bad. So, all right. Let's uh, let's maybe go one more start with Domingo Herman and see what we get. Yusei Kikuchi, he had a start. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, one walk, nine strikeouts against the Rays. And we're going to talk about that start and many more. And of course, today and tomorrow streamers after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Kikuchi had that peak outing against the Rays, six innings, one runs, four its one walk, nine strikeouts, 13 whiffs, 28% CSD. W. He elevated his four-seamer and kept his slider down, and that was good. That's If Kikuchi can execute the Blake Cell blueprint all the time, I mean, I would be so in. I don't believe that he can. He's a cherry bomb because of this kind of stuff, and I don't know when it's going to work, and I don't want to trust him. Braxton Garrett went against the Diamondbacks. 5.2 innings, one run, four hits, one walk, five strikeouts. The slider was well spotted down. The sinker snuck over the plate for plenty of cold strikes. 
we see this from a good amount of guys. Sinkers for called strikes, sliders to get whiffs. Gar- Garrett had it. That's great. We've also seen guys like Brew Baker and Cool try and do this, and it fails. And we've seen guys like Brady Singer succeed with it. Dre Jameson succeed with it. So depends on the guy. Um, he gets the Guardians and Atlanta twice in a row for Garrett, and I don't really think I want to trust Braxton Garrett for those. Um, Michael Grove did better against the Cubs. 5.2 innings, one run, two hits, two walks, six Ks. You love to see that. He had much better pitch separation with four seamers higher up. And his slider doing well in the lower half. I want to see more out of the curveball. And I want to see more consistency with that four-seamer. He does get the Cubs and the Pirates up next. And it's Cubs twice in a row now. Because he just faced them. Now he gets it twice. Uh, 44% sliders is good. It's a tempting thing because it is the Dodgers. And generally, that will help with his win chances as well. Kellen Faulkner. Uh, Foucher? Foucher. I want it to be Faulkner. But it's not. Went against the Jays. This was a bullpen game, essentially. He went 2.2 innings. Then Trevor Kelly came on for two. And then Josh Fleming went for 3.1. And he went four walks and one K. Yeah, don't touch that whole thing. John Gray against the Astros. Two innings got a comebacker to his arm. Unfortunate. He was pitching like the okay self. I mean, slider was better, but 95 for his fastball before it. He gets Oakland next. You're going to start him for that as long as he can make that start. And it seems like he will. Anthony Descafani went against the Tigers, did exactly what you wanted him to do. 6.2 innings, 200 runs, 6 hits, 0 walks, and 5 Ks. So good ratios for Descafani against the Tigers. And this was the thing, is that Descafani had this really nice opening schedule. We chased it. I had him actually in the Legacy League, and I'm debating if I'm holding on to him because it's the Mets, Cardinals, and Astros next. And he does the whole slider, really good slider, and trying to get uh, sinkers for called strikes approach that I was talking about before. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm going to explore the waiver wire and maybe I go one start against the Mets as just a tempting fate. And if that's okay, I'll continue against the Cardinals and take it from there because he should get the Brewers after Houston. So it's really about that first start with the Mets because I think at that point, Cardinals, Astros, Brewers is okay. I think for the full year, Descofani is kind of like your Miles Michaelis from last year or maybe even your Mer- Merrill Kelly is actually the, the better comp from 2021. Or 2022, I should say. So that's really what you should expect for Descafani for the full year. But if you do want to play the game of getting in and out at the right time, that might be this might be the moment to really do that. George Kirby against the Rocky Road. Uh, Rocky, 6.1 innings, 200 runs, 6 hits, 0 walks, 3 Ks. I just don't trust that he's going to get the strikeouts because the secondary stuff isn't there. Ronsi Contreras, you don't trust the good slider with nothing else. 6 innings, 200 runs, yay. 9 base runners, I'm not doing it. Steven Matz, disappointing as he had five walks against the Pirates. I think he's still good. Um, 110 pitches. I love the fact that the Cardinals are trusting him. Um, 200 runs in 5.2 innings, 6Ks. I'm still going with Steven Matz here moving forward. Uh, Zach Plesak, I uh, did his thing against the Nationals. You love to see it. Five innings, 200 runs, but seven hits and zero walks, one strike. How am I going to butter my bread with this? He got a win. He gets the Marlins on Rocky Road next. Okay. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to go and chase it, but like, it should be fine. 50% sliders, guys. Like, it works. Carlos Carrasco's still got his lower velocity, 90-91. Five innings, 200 runs, four hits, one walk, three Ks against the Athletics. Giants and Nationals next. There's a chance that he still does all right, but man, is it terrifying. Tyler Malley went against the Yankees. 4.1 innings, 200 runs, four hits, three walks, five Ks. I don't think he had his best command in this one. But he's still at 93-94. Sliders and splitters were good. I, I'm in here, even against the Red Sox. Moving forward, 
Shinsaru Fujinami is a cherry bomb, and at least it wasn't so bad. It was a poor quality start, but with a one whip, only two walks here in 5Ks against the Mets. But I just don't want to... Uh, that's the reward? No, thank you. Bryce Elder was a popular pick earlier this year. This early this year. They were this week for a two-start week. Um, he did well in the first one, and this was Kansas City. He got the win, but 5.1 innings of 300 runs, 8 hits, 2 walks, 4K. Sure, he got singled out a bit, but like... Bryce Elder isn't that good. He got 13 whiffs. Ugh. He gets the Astros and the Marlins after. It's just, I don't know. We move on from Bryce Elder here. Michael Kopech against the Orioles. Five innings, three and runs, six hits, four walks, four Ks. See, even after that good start against the Pirates, where he was at 96, he was at 95 and change. So it wasn't 94. His command is still not good. Only seven whiffs and 97 pitches. Michael Kopech isn't the guy for you. Really, it's just too much of a headache. Seth Lugo against the Brewers. Very disappointing. 3.2 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. He got singled out here. He wasn't doing his best with his command. Like I think like he was trying to squeeze everything out. He had to grind in this one. But I think about the scope of the different type of starts that you have. And Seth Lugo had a, a start where he needed to grind here. But I feel like this isn't the normal him. And I think he's better than this. Yeah, you keep holding on to Seth Lugo. Matt Strom, 67 pitches against the Reds, 2.2 innings. 300 runs, 2 hits, 3 walks, and 6 Ks. You don't need to do this. You know, worth is it worthwhile to go for a rocky road moving forward? Well, he doesn't go 80 pitches because he pitches like a, a starter. Sorry, like a reliever. This was actually a quote during the broadcast. Was that Matt Strom isn't a thing like a, a starter where he's saving pitches. Like, he's just going hard all the way through, which means they're not going to let him go 75-plus pitches. So you're chasing five innings, essentially. You're hoping for that. I just don't think it's worth it. Kyle Gibson against the White Sox, 5.1 innings, four and runs. How am I going to butter my bro with this with one strikeout, nine base runners? He gets the Tigers for two straight starts next. I think that's worth your time. Freddie Peralta had a disappointing start against the Padres. Don't worry about it. You keep going. Chris Bubich, only five innings, five and runs, 10 hits. One walk, three Ks, and he was at an 89.90 as opposed to the 92.93. You can drop him. He even mentioned that his form tightened during the start afterwards. Like, okay. Uh, in the in the interview after the game, he mentioned that he was feeling it during the game. No. We move on from Chris Bubich. Yes, Brad Keller, I'd rather have than Chris Bubich right now. Chad Cool, never. Ryan Feltner, never. Nick Pavetta is a cherry bomb. And maybe he's the great undulator, really, because it was four innings of six hundred runs. He's a strikeout play if you need it. This was against the Angels. That's it. Tyler Anderson, he's a Toby. You're chasing that. He went against the Red Sox and has, does not have his changeup. We don't want that. And Michael Lorenzen is, was a still ill here, and you're avoiding him moving forward. Maybe the Brewers in two starts, but yeah, it's not there right now. Looking forward to today's games and tomorrow. Tons of aces. I mean, you know this. The only contentious one is Reed Detmers against the Red Sox, but uh, I'm still doing that one. Now, keep in mind, Max Scherzer's not starting. He was delayed until Wednesday. Take him out of your lineup. But there is Jose Budo, who's going to go in his place. And honestly, a very interesting, desperate Sunday stream. He went six innings in the minors before this, 5Ks, no one runs. He'll go 80, 90 pitches here against the Athletics, and it's the Mets. And on the other side of that is J.P. Sears, who I don't really trust here. He's in the do not start tier. So that could be a very, very sneaky win today. Otherwise, in the probable start tier, Alec Manoa gets the raise. It's a very contentious one. The whole probable start tier, I've really made it a thing where the probable start tier should be contentious, but like I'm leaning to do it. While question will start is, yes, I'm not doing that, right? And Alec Manoa against the raise, I think he's better than what he's been. So I'm still going to do it. Kyle Wright against the Royals, I'm doing that. 
Garrett Whitlock against the Angels. I think I'm going to go with that one. Grayson Rodriguez against the White Sox. He should be better than how he has been. Michael Miles Michaelis against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That should work. And Andrew Heaney just at 10 strikeouts. I know he gets the Astros, but you should still be doing it. Mitch Keller against the Cardinals. Maybe is promoted into the probable starter, just given how the Cardinals have been really not good since coming back from cores. And I really want to be more in a Keller. I feel like you need just one more start. The stream pick of the day is Matthew Boyd against the Giants. I think he should be better than the 91 and two slider whiffs that we saw last time. And the aforementioned Budo against the Athletics. And do not start is Drew Smiley against the Dodgers. JP Sears against the Mets. It is a better slider and fastball. It's just the Mets are too good. And Zach Greinke, Wade Miley, Luis Sessa, Patrick Corbin, and Noah Davis. Yeah, okay. Not doing any of those. In For tomorrow's starters, Jacob deGrom, Corbin Burns, Otani, Wheeler, Strider are all auto starts. So is Jesus Lazardo against the Giants. I'm putting him above this matchup of Gosman versus Javier. So that is Gosman against the Astros and Javier against the Jays. Switch them around if you want. Gosman has looked great and maybe you do want to put him above that. Javier hasn't. He hasn't really put it all together with his four-seamer and slider yet. It should. And the fastball was better last time while the slider wasn't. So I I... I'm going to do it for both. And then Hunter Green against the Rays. He's had tough matchups, but he should perform well. In the probable start tier, Lance Lynn against the Phillies. I think he looked much better. 10 strikeouts last time. I'm probably doing that one. Alex Wood is my stream pick of the day because it's the Marlins. And Alex Wood isn't doing poorly. He should do well. Taj Bradley's going against the Reds. Oh, that's so fun. It is in Cincinnati. And we don't know how many pitches he's going to go, but you got to do that. I'm also back on the Jack Flaherty train after 93 plus for two straight starts. And we saw Slider Whips finally 10 of them in his last start. He gets the Diamondbacks, who are a neutral team offense for me. So I'm in here because Dustin May against the Mets isn't so great because Dustin May is kind of volatile and he doesn't get whiffs. Well, Merrill Kelly against the Cardinals, I. I think it's a Toby situation. I'm like, all right, fine. You can start Merrill Kelly. In the questionable start tier, there's Hazen Wesneski against the Athletics. I think this is going to be a much better start than we've seen from Wesneski. His slider's too good. We saw it in the spring. We saw it last year. He's had two rough starts, but he's in the rotation. He's nervous. I get it. Eduardo Rodriguez against the Guardians. That should be okay. He's a Toby, but the Guardians are kind of good. I'm tempted to put both of those in the probable start tier, but I, I it's the beginning of your week. Kyle Muller is going against the Cubs. His pitch separation was good last time. I don't know if he has enough in the tank to make it worthwhile. Hunter Gaddis gets the Tigers. It's not the Yankees. It's the Tigers, so that could work. David Peterson looked better, but he also gets the Dodgers, so I don't really know. Chris Flexen got destroyed by the Cubs, but honestly, he should be decent enough to be okay against the Brewers, so it's a questionable start. And Kyle Freeland and Coors against the Pirates, and he's been so good. I hate it. But I get it if you really want to chase it. And the do not start tier, still ill for Brian Bayo. I'm excited, but it's a still ill. Ryan Weathers against Atlanta, absolutely not. Sam Jordan Lyles against the Rangers. And Rich Hill is inside, of course. Good luck today, everybody. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow for another podcast. And, of course, an update of the list. Go watch it on Twitch. 1 o'clock Eastern time, I'll be streaming the entirety of my creation of the list. It's a fun time. I answer all the questions that you have. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.